Greetings, this is Dr. Tasha Toy, your host for Toy Talk, no batteries included. It is time for us to come together again for our second episode. And the last one gave you a sample into my life and what I would like to cover during our time together on this radio program. This time, we're going to have a nice topic, and the topic is very basic. It's called Teamwork Makes the Dream Work. Who's on your team? My girlfriend and I have had that conversation many times, so I decided to invite her to join us as we discuss this topic in many, many different forms and fashions. I would like to introduce to you none other than Miss, excuse me, Dr. Karen Reed Hinden. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your radio show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Karen. Can you believe it? We're here. We made it. Woo. So, Karen, tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, um, Dr. Karen Reed Hendon. I am Director of Diversity and, and Inclusion at the Oakland University William Beaumont School of Medicine in Rochester, Michigan, OUWB for short, because all of that is just way too much to say on a regular basis. It will take you about 20 minutes just to say your name. And the show is over now. Thank you for coming out. God bless. <laughs> and see. Uh, I've been in the role for about eight years. And um, I think the thing that I can really appreciate about being in the role that I'm in is that I get to help to create the next generation of physicians, um, both in the state of Michigan and across the country, because I end up uh, just working with so many phenomenal individuals. So shout out to all my future physicians and physicians in training out there. Whoa, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, we are starting to uh, transition some of or grow a lot of our programs within the medical or health sciences field. And I have to say, Karen, that when I first met you, it was in orientation training. That's right. That's right. And what year was that? That was 2007 when we met. Oh, gosh. That's wow. And, <laughs> and in that time, we've all we've gone through jobs, we've gone through marriages, yeah. we've yeah. had babies. Not not yeah. Doctor Toy Karen Karen had a baby, and we've gone through other departures of people in our lives. But the also one thing true. that <laughs> the one thing that has been constant has been our relationship of teamwork. And the first yes. day that Karen met me, she very nicely told me that I was going to be her friend for life. And I thought she was lying. I told her that she was stuck. And I apologized to her for being stuck with me for the rest of her life. And she said, oh, okay. Like I was kidding. Because when you go to a conference, you make that kind of small talk until I literally attached myself to her. And then that was all she wrote. Yes. And I, I have to be honest, I thought she was lying. And I am the one now with egg on my face because it has been all these years, <laughs> all these trials, all these tri trials and triumphs. And she's been there. And I, be, I hope I've been there for her also. Yes. Yes, you absolutely have. And that is why I wanted to bring Karen on and talk about teamwork you, who's your on your team? Who's on your committee? 
And the reason why I did, I want to do that is because so many times as we're moving through our lives, we either keep people in our lives longer than they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We let people in in our lives that don't, that are not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And my personal favorite, we sometimes do not have an authentic relationship or partnership with our committee. Oh, absolutely. I think you and I have, have um, had the conversation around loyalty. Yes. And how to manage that, especially when you feel like your loyalty is putting you in a position that's not going to allow you to, to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and having to make a, an entirely different decision um, while trying not to burn the bridge, you know, to a crisp and trying not to step on toes, but recognizing that you have to take care of you out of all of this because no one else is going to do that for you. Correct. And and some people think that when you have a team or you have a committee, I use those terms interchangeably because with my students, I say team sometimes depending on mm-hmm. the person. But, you know, like you said, it's that loyalty and it's that trust. And, it, and again, it's, not that it's putting that person in, in, in an uncomfortable position to really look and seek and find what is true and what's going on. Um, also, to have a falling out and coming back around. Because you and I have had disagreements and have mm-hmm. hung up the phone. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was not pretty. Not pretty at all. But at least we called each other back and said we sorry. Sometimes <laughs> we, we don't even say that. that. But like, hey, <laughs> Look, I returned. That's how you know that, that I accepted your apology. Uh, you got a point. <laughs> you answered. You answered. So clearly, I've been forgiven. <laughs> you need to learn. I said, hey. <laughs> I said, hey. That means I'm sorry. You welcome. And that's essentially what it is. And so let's take this uh, piece by piece. Let's first look at building your team. There have been times um, that I've had students and also friends and adults who gravitate towards people who are not going to wish them well and have a very negative or alternative motives of their partnership. Mm-hmm. And my question for you, and something we can discuss for a few minutes, how do you choose your team members? Like, you were like, hey, how you doing? You're stuck with me. There you go. For me, I would not, I'm an introvert. I'm the exact yeah. opposite of you. I mean, yeah. you, you meet people and they're your friends. I, I'm a little bit more timid, which makes us a good balance, a good team. But how do you, being an extrovert, know when a person is supposed to be a long-term committee member. So um, one of the things that I'd like to tell my students is that um, everyone has a board of directors. Correct. Okay. These are the folks that kind of help you figure out how to curate your life moving forward. And that the only people that you really want on the board of directors are people that are going to lift you up, but also challenge you. But they're, like discernment has to play a part in that. So mm-hmm. if you can't discern when someone um, doesn't have the best intentions for you, then it's time for you to re- uh, reevaluate how you are picking your people. So 
Uh, like I know for myself that when we met, I knew that I was looking for individuals that have achieved certain things that I was hoping to achieve. So um, when you'd mentioned um, in that faithful uh, orientation professionals Institute all those years ago <laughs> that you <laughs> that you had your PhD, I immediately zoned in on you because in that space, no one else had that. Mm. Um, and when you talked about the kind of research that you did, mm. um, yeah. again, like that was another flag for me, like, oh, okay. So here is a woman who is fairly close to my age, mm -hmm. who has already achieved getting a PhD, who's already doing or has done meaningful research and who's looking to take things to the next level that's someone that I feel like I can really connect to. And there weren't a whole lot of us no. in that space that were doing mm -hmm. that work. No, in, in orientation, and please get me wrong, don't, don't get me wrong, both of us have our starts in orientation. And right. we love it. We, I still have my NOTA membership. What about you? Uh, no, I'll let that go. <laughs> and it's, and it's, I and still it's have mine. I love NOTA. And it's not that I don't love Noda, but um, it got to a point for me where it did not fit what I was currently moving into. Right. Like it, it no longer, it didn't service me as well as, I've, as I'd hoped that it would serve me moving forward. Now, there are individuals that you and I both know yeah. professionally who no longer do the orientation piece. Right. But are still members of NODA. They still get built up from going to the conference. Yeah. And that that works well for them. That would not have worked well for me. I, I, I didn't see myself... Um, I didn't see myself trying to continue in that vein when that, when that wasn't the work that I was engaged in. When that True. wasn't the work that I was involved in. Yeah, and I mean... For me, I still keep Noda only, not only, but one of the reasons why I keep Noda is because I can take a look at what is coming, how to onboard my students, how to engage my parents. So that for me, but we're in two different fields. You, yeah. you're, you're dealing with graduate students and I'm dealing with undergrads. So that that's where the split comes. So I can see that. But right. the thing, going back to when we're talking about onboarding and and in this case, onboarding our friends and choosing our friends, mm -hmm. you know, there, I remember somebody um, said that lions run with lions. Lions don't run with, um, what's that, sheeps, cubs. They, they don't run outside their circle. Something to that effect. I know I got that mm -hmm. wrong, but still. But We can Google that. We'll, we'll Google that later on. But the thing about it is, you're supposed to run with people that either you want to become or that mm -hmm. are going to be in your boat and get you right-sided to, to accomplish your goals. And Absolutely. I, and I think that is where you have to do an interview process, just like you would with your mate or somebody you're dating. As, we we as hope, anyway. <laughs> That's another lesson. That's another episode. That's an another entirely episode. different podcast, people. <laughs> and we need to figure out, you, you have to interview these people to see what they can bring to the table. The one question I've always asked has been, 
what is this person bringing to the table? Yeah. And a lot of people think automatically that that is a person who brings money, clout, fame, notoriety, car, you know, materialistic things. And I yeah. think in this time, this day, this time that we're living in, that's very easy to do because it's tangible, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we need to get away from that. What are the characteristics and what are the qualities internally that you're looking for in a person to be on your team? And everybody has their role. I yes. think our role is <laughs> very, we're opposites of each other. That's just it. We we totally are, but the uh, the one thing that we're very much the same on is um, being each other's truth teller, <laughs> especially when we are not being truthful with, with, with ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> so true. So so very true. <laughs> Would you like to share one uh, censored version of a truth telling moment? I, honestly, I don't think any of them are really right for radio. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, being a being a mother, being a um, being a mom to a exceptionally bright and ex- and a very strong willed child, inquisitive uh, too. Yeah, she's very she's very inquisitive. Yeah. Uh, brings a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so the one thing that all of you should know is that Tasha and I literally talk every day. Yep. We, we kick off our day talking to one another. And uh, more times than not, uh, when we use that time to talk with one another, I will have my young daughter with me. And my daughter, who is three going on 40 years old, <laughs> likes to insert herself yes. in the conversation. Yes which has absolutely nothing to do with her. No. And on um, and on that, it was one of those rare days when I did not have her in the car with me, but was, you know, venting to Tasha about um, last night's challenges or this morning's challenges with her. Yeah. She yeah. just had to straight up say, sweetheart, you just too soft with that girl. <laughs> giving in and you don't have to do that remember you are the mother and you get to do da 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 and I'm like well yeah and I do and yeah and I she's like no 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 no. you're busy trying to be her friend which I get but that's not what she needs right now you need to build the boundaries like sometimes shock and awe works <laughs> so <laughs> true and and I remember that conversation guide. I remember it yeah. let that be your guide and I was, I think I was mad for about two minutes. Like, what did Tasha think she was? Well, she got a point. You're like, I had to, <laughs> I had to dial it back. I had to dial it back for myself and use that opportunity to say I could either, I could either be mad or I can learn. And I would rather learn than be mad. Because honestly, I don't have nor the time nor the energy to be mad about something that can be rectified and I fully believe in getting the good advice where I can get it so that I can follow through with it and that's what I did and then the next time 
that she was in the car and you and I were talking. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Natasha. <laughs> I speak and to she, my baby girl. Yes. She promptly shut her little lips. Yeah, she did. And we were able to have our conversation. I was able to get her to school mm-hmm. and and that and then all was right with the world. Like it was one of those rare positive drop off experiences. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Oh. And, yeah. And you and you and please understand everyone, I am a stepmother to a fifteen and a sixteen year old that live in Alabama. And I'm in Utah, obviously. So I, I do I do have that distance, and I know some mothers out there are saying, well, you don't have children, but, you know, when you work in the area, and the like Karen said, from a place of love, when I see my girlfriend, the person that I love, not being her authentic self, knowing her background, her mom and her, and where she comes from, and not seeing it um, come forth in her motherhood, I did have to call it. And... <clears throat> Sometimes you have to, as we were saying, take the hard line of I love you enough. And that's, I say this all the time, Karen. And I also say it to some of my students, I love you enough to tell you when you're not right. Yes. Yes. And you've loved me so much over the years. You've loved me too, dear. You've loved me too. You and I know she's not on here, Belinda Staten. Uh, yes. Branch, excuse me. Belinda Staten Branch. She, she's... She's loved me a lot, too. Yes. 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 And Mm -hmm. that's what you need. You need people that are going to tell you the truth about yourself, even if you feel like you don't want to hear it. Like, nothing is worse. And we've all seen this when uh, folks go out and everybody is looking great, and then there's always that one. Yes. That's not looking right. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Which one of these don't look like the other? Yeah. Which one? Or, or, Or acting. And according to how yes. they're supposed to be, or here, here, um, participating mm-hmm. in something they're not supposed. So you know, it's it's upon it's on us to be able to say, hey, 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 you might want to check yourself, please, or, <laughs> or look in the mirror, or you know, re- review the call sheet, or, or whatever it is. <laughs> Do you need a nap? Do you need a nap? Right. Do you need a snack? <laughs> nap time. Right. Is that that time? Like, like. Do you need time out? Like that's what it takes. Like that's yeah. what it takes to to help to get folks back on the right side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talked about what it takes to be how you select your team members. We talked about truthfulness and honesty in that mm-hmm. partnership. So let's yeah. go to the next one of how do you sustain it for a long time remember one of the statements i said in the beginning some people are for a reason for a season and for a purpose and some people are lifelong like karen said karen and i are not didn't always wake up and say okay i'm gonna call karen right now right um it it evolved over time and that's our relationship and karen has other girlfriends that she rolled with and Mm -hmm. i likewise but that is how we function and it's gotten really bad that the husband in the morning says, good morning, honey. Have you talked to Karen? <laughs> yeah. it, it goes exactly like. <laughs> you have trained him well, Karen. You've trained him well. 
And I'm like, no, I didn't hear from Karen this morning. And But the thing is, he never worries because he knows that within that 24 hours, we're either going to text, we're going to message, we're go- mm-hmm. somehow or another we're going to cross paths. Or call. Or call. We, we're old school like that, too. Or, hey, on Thursdays, it's back on. You know what's back on? Our show. And we we used to, when she was caring a little bit, watch television over, what were we, uh, FaceTime. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We had to turn it off during commercials. and No, during the show, but turn it back during on. During the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was a delay between and us. And color commentary. <laughs> and Twitter discussions. Important. Yes, you and, and Roland discussions. Martin. The two of y'all yes. on Twitter has gotten... I had no comment on that one either. But you know, shout out to Roland Martin for just really revolutionizing <laughs> having a conversation <laughs> about a TV show on Twitter. The two of you going back and forth was magic. I've learned so much. So, so very much. I need to get my Twitter game up, okay? Just to try to be in the same hemisphere with the two of you. Come but on, a whole other level. A whole another level. Yes. We're going back to it. How do you know when a relationship has run its course? Or that it has elevated? Or that it is um, now defunct or is no longer serving its purpose? Oh, that's good. Um, I would probably say just that it's the natural evolution of things. You know, we tend to um, keep people who are kind of going in the same direction that we're going. Uh-huh. Um, but when your direction begins to shift and change, sometimes people just self-select themselves out of your space. True, true. And, and it's sorry, right, but have you, haven't you noticed when people self-select, certain times other people will run towards them and try to pull them back in? Yes, yes. And you know what, I think just part of that is just um, our wanting to keep our our number of friends. But, you know, the older we get, mm-hmm. it's not so much anymore about the number of people that are in your space. True. But about the quality of the relationship, what they bring to you and what you bring to them. And being uh, able to have again. that symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, seriously, that's what it is. Like, there are people that I have known that I still keep in contact with since I was three years old. Right. But I do not engage with them like I do you. Right. And it's not because I don't love them and it's not because I'm not interested in their lives, but because where we are currently in our lives just doesn't allow us to intersect in that way. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, whereas other relationships, um, you know, when you have that falling out, as my mama calls it, <laughs> yes, you know, once that happens, then you begin to see all the fissures and the cracks of what you thought was a relationship. Yeah. And when you see it, you, you acknowledge it and you just take it from there. And you're correct. There, there have been, I have had friends that I, I know I've done a lot of stuff for. And I turn around, I'm like, wait a minute, they don't answer my phone calls. Or they don't mm-hmm. answer back in the day when I was in college. They don't, they don't answer my letters anymore. Or you reach mm-hmm. out to people and that conversation is not as fluid. And it's not as authentic. It's forced. 
Yes. Those are the those are the lines on the wall. That yeah. means that, that person was for a season, and season. that was very hard for me to learn. But it doesn't mean that they're not part of my life. It doesn't mean that they are not part of who I am and we're supposed to be doing. It's just their part that that's their their segment, and also yeah. how you socialize, like yeah. something that you just mentioned. You and I very nicely are every day. However, mm-hmm. my rock of Gibraltar, as I like to call her, Belinda, and I might go two or three months and might not say anything. But I know, and she knows, she calls I'm running and vice versa. And she checks me. She'll call in and be like, okay, give me the rundown, and I'll tell her, or I'll call her and i vent out of the blue, and she'll check me then, as my mother would say. But that's a good friend. To know who yeah. you are and you're authentic, you know how you stay in your lane and do what you're supposed to do, that makes a yes. big difference. Yep, it makes a huge difference being able to have that. It's a security, and like we said, that that all this that authenticity. But then there are other friends that I'm just like, mm. you know, it, it's work to be in your life, and I bet it's work for them to be. Why, why, why do that? We just need to let it go. You know what? Um, someone likened, I can't remember who it was, uh, that said that um, love should not feel like work. It shouldn't hurt. Right. I think your friendships should be that way, too. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, having a friendship with someone should be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should allow you to get filled up. Yeah. It shouldn't you know, being in being in relationship with someone, be it your colleague or someone that you've known for 25 years, should not make you feel heavy. Right, right. And if it does, then it might be time to reevaluate what that really is. I would say heavy and draining. If you feel yes. empty, if you feel that ugh, that used feeling at the end of the conversation or the exchange, you know what that is. Oh, yeah. And oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. and we're talking about being authentic with your friends, but we also have to ask you, as you're being part of your team, you need to be authentic with yourself as you're checking yourself in this partnership, in this relationship. Because if you're not doing your good work with this person, you're cheating yourself also. Absolutely. I think we can all point to different times in our lives where – we can point out the folks that really just dragged us down, that were really like an albatross yeah. uh, around our necks. But because we allowed uh, the history of the relationship to oh, define things. that history. You know, or <laughs> the feeling like you owe them or they owe you. It makes a sense. It makes good sense. Well, we have one minute before we are uh, going to bring this to a close. And I would just like to say thank you very much, Karen. I, it is a big time difference between where we are in Utah and where you are in Michigan. And True. you are staying up proverbially, what's the saying, late in order to uh, get this done with me. And I greatly appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Anything for you. Within reason, that's legal. We'll talk about that off the air. But for the most part, I really appreciate you being here. It's such a good time to have banter. I might have to invite you back or make you a co-host. But oh, this is going to be voluntary. 
Please understand that part. <laughs> okay, so That's just fine by me. <laughs> get, get your pennies Put ready. On my CV though. Put this <laughs> <on> my CV. <laughs> Well, it's been great talking to you. This is Dr. Toy. Next time, we'll see you on Toy Talk.